The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Dr. Don Colbert offers simple dietary changes that can help you overcome cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, dementia, depression, and more. We catch a cold, we catch the flu, but we develop most diseases by consistently making the wrong food choices. And if we can't resist a bowl of ice cream, a cookie, a brownie, then how are we going to resist the devil? Today I'm Randy Robertson, this is Sheila Walsh. We have Dr. Don Colbert on the program today. Sheila, you've got his book in your hand. Hold it up so they can see it. Oh, that. I'm so excited. <laughs> if, I didn't love, if I loved you a little more, I would send you my copy, but um, we're going to let you know how you're going to get your own copy. Um, this is really, I mean, I don't say this lightly, this really is a life-changing book, and I believe it's a message that came straight from the heart of God through his servants. So please, would you help us welcome Dr. Don Colbert. So great to have Thank you back you. again. It's great being here. Yeah, yeah. Good to have you here. And I want to read this list that they made for me because we're going to talk about something that can affect a lot of people. Cardiovascular disease, arthritis, diabetes, type 2 diabetes, I believe is correct, uh, cancer, dementia, depression, and so much more. These are the things you're dealing with in this book, and you're not talking about surgeries and and drugs and things like that. You're talking about something that we all can do. Right, and it's your food. And unfortunately, so many people with these diseases are choosing, consistently choosing, the foods that invite the disease into the body. And that's why I like to tell, tell people, have you passed the food test? Now again, I've got grandbabies. I've got a uh, two-year-old. He still hadn't passed his food test. But I'm, uh, my five-year-old and seven-year-old pass it every time. Wow. And what the does reason, that mean? What okay, does that mean? well, first of all, let me explain the food test oh, they yeah, passed. They got cavities, and their daddy wouldn't show them what happens when you have cavities. You have to have shots in your mouth. Yeah. And you have to. They got a drill, and they've got to put in some material, and it's going to hurt. Yes. And they saw the effects of having cavities, if you don't address them in time, you can lose your teeth, you can get infection, you can have horrible, horrible, um, you know, periodontal disease, which is, they, they saw the picture of it. They got that picture in their head, and now guess what? When someone offers them sugar at school or anywhere else or a soda, they're, they're you know terrified. what they say? <laughs> they say, no, no thank you. And that is passing the food test. Well, let me explain the food test, because as Christians, most Christians don't realize that they're failing the food test, and if they can't pass the simple food test, how are they going to resist the devil trying to kill them? So let me kind of paint the wow. picture. Woo. Okay, so first of all, Adam and Eve, the first key test they came to was the food test, and Adam and Eve both failed it. Eve failed it first and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, mm. and then gave it to Adam. They failed it. From that moment on, it infected the human race with sin. Now, Jesus came, and he had to pass the food test. But you remember Isaiah chapter 7, verses 14 and 15. It says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be Emmanuel. Now, that's right. Jesus prophesied hundreds of years before he came. 
The next verse says, butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to avoid the evil and choose the good. In other words, by learning to choose the right foods, he'll learn to avoid evil and choose good. Fast forward to when Jesus came. He was just baptized by John the Baptist, and then he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested of the devil. And now, again, the Spirit led him into the wilderness. This is Matthew chapter 4. Now, also, after 40 days, it says, after 40 days of fasting, it says yeah. Jesus hungered. He was really hungry. Mm -hmm. So then Satan comes at his weakest moment, and he says, if you be the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. And, or, or Twinkies. <laughs> the Twinkies. <laughs> <laughs> but this was the food test. Remember, Adam and Eve failed it, infected the human race with sin. Jesus passed it by saying, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. Again, realize that we catch a cold, we catch the flu, but we develop most diseases by consistently making the wrong food choices. And if we can't resist a bowl of ice cream, a cookie, a brownie, a chocolate chip cookie or an Oreo cookie, then how are we going to resist the devil? How are we going to resist diabetes? cancer, dementia, heart disease, high blood pressure, all the disease. It starts by passing the food test. Okay, let me um, just back up a little bit and ask this question. Is it a question of saying yes to certain foods yes. or a question of saying no to other foods or both? Both. And again, it's learning the secret and it's practicing a fruit of the spirit called temperance. And this is a fruit that so few people teach about. And it talks about the fruit of the spirit in Galatians chapter 5. And the last fruit it talks about is temperance or self-control. Now, what I've learned is certain foods with certain diseases, the flesh is going to crave the very food that invites that disease, such as, for example, diabetes. Most every patient that comes in with type 2 diabetes or type 1 diabetes, what's the food they crave? Sugar. Sugar. Mm. Or foods that convert to sugar like white bread, pasta, crackers, bagels, pretzels, things like that. So again, the flesh is going to generally crave the very food that invites the disease in. So it's so critical now to identify those foods and give them healthy alternatives that will also prevent these appetite hormones from going crazy. And that's what I teach people how to do. Is it the same for everyone? Or is every single human being a little different in their individual chemistry? It's interesting. What I've, over the last 30 years, what I've found is many of these diseases share common characteristics of the very foods they crave that literally create that disease. For example, we talked about diabetes, but high blood pressure. It's almost always three key foods, salty foods, as well as foods with a lot of wheat and a lot of corn. A lot of people are corn-fed and they have high blood pressure. When we decrease their sodium in their diet tremendously and then lay the wheat and the corn on the altar for a season, their blood pressure starts to come down dramatically. Then we add some key uh, nutritional supplements and foods that help to lower the blood pressure even more, like dark chocolate. Oh, a mm. bit of good news, finally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hallelujah. Exactly. Dark chocolate that is 85% or higher chocolate with low sugar only one gram of sugar per square. You can have that every every hour or two or oh, three. Every hour or two. I'm healthier and, than I realize. <laughs> and I'm telling yeah. you, it lowers the blood pressure beautifully, as does pomegranates, as does beets. Now, beets can be high in sugar, so we use a beet extract. 
and olive leaf will also do that, as well as celery. Celery helps to lower blood pressure amazingly well. So what about the huge, I mean, in America, we have a chronic obesity problem. Oh I mean, and it's something that really is heartbreaking. When you see children, you know, young children yeah. who are chronically obese, right. what would you say to someone who says, listen, I've tried every diet on the market and I've quit? It's not the diet, it's the lifestyle. And again, it's putting in living foods, it's taking your children to the grocery store and showing them God's foods, which are the fruits and the vegetables and the nuts and the seeds and the beans and the peas and the lentils, which is the modified Mediterranean diet. And giving these children, instead of fake cereals with all this sugar in them, that's going to spike their sugar. See, the obesity epidemic is due to just a few things. It's real simple, especially in our children. Too much sugar too much MSG. MSG is in most all processed foods and in many fast food restaurants. When you eat MSG, which is disguised with many different names that I talk about, it's going to increase your uh, appetite. You'll eat as much as 40% more when you consume MSG. And it also excites the brain. It's a cytotoxin, which then can trigger ADD symptoms, ADHD, and all of these problems with the children. And this is what we're seeing. And then uh, processed foods, way too much processed foods, which is spiking the insulin level and programming weight gain. We show them how to get out of this pattern. It's simple, but we gotta make changes. Simple changes make profound changes in their health so and their weight loss. Give us some good news. Tell us what we can eat that will have that profound change. It's something that okay, generally, sure. generally okay. everybody can do. Okay, for example, for breakfast. Mm -hmm. We need a big breakfast, especially to lose weight, because the bigger the breakfast, it's going to turn down these appetite hormones, and I talk in detail about controlling, uh, helping to boost the leptin and, and overcome leptin resistance, which is causing this runaway appetite, and then lowering the ghrelin. Ghrelin causes us to get hungry. And leptin is the one that tells us we're full or satisfied. Hmm. Well, it just so happens, uh, ghrelin is easy con to control. If, if you eat every three to four hours, this hormone stays low, but you gotta eat the right types of foods. So what would a big breakfast look like? Yeah. For example, steel-cut oatmeal. People say, steel-cut oatmeal, I can't eat that, I don't have time to cook it. It's so simple, all they do is put about a half a cup or a child, a quarter cup, in a bowl, add about a cup of almond milk, and then let it sit in the fridge overnight and then put some nuts in there, some um, walnuts or pecans or any kind of nut that's, you that's, like. That's, that's pretty good. And then put some fruit in there. Put a little, uh, now for children, you can put a little bit of honey, just a little bit, but again, to sweeten oatmeal. That's gonna fill them up, and then also eggs. But instead of eating a lot of the yolks, have three whites, one yolk, make it into an omelet, add the veggies in there, the onions, and even some tomatoes. Some peppers, and maybe? It, sure, yeah, that's except fine, for you. except for me. Yeah, except for you. I can have them every three or four days, okay. no problem. Okay. And even some avocados, and those kids need fats, especially for our children's brains. We need the fats, but the right kinds of fats. Mm -hmm. the healthy fats like avocados, almond butter, olive oil, macadamia nuts, any kind of these monounsaturated fatty acids as well as fish, which is uh, fatty fish like wild, Alaskan wild salmon or sardines or tongue tuna or healthy brain healthy food. Is this a very expensive diet no, for people to follow? No, it's not expensive at all, but it's highly filling, highly satisfying, full of fiber so that you're going to be full for hours, at least that four-hour window. But then that's why you need healthy snacks about every four hours so that the ghrelin level doesn't come up high and trigger an insatiable appetite. That's what people are struggling with, are these appetite hormones. We show you how to turn them down and many times turn them off. Now, what about fruit? Because 
surely fruit has a lot of sugar in it too. Well, so can you fruits. overdo it? Now, again, if you're drinking, it's the fruit juice. Mm -hmm. And when you're eating, drinking a lot of fruit juice, you're going to gum up your liver and it'll trigger a fatty liver. It'll also trigger insulin resistance. And then you get in a cycle of, of weight gain. And so many people are drinking healthy, juices in the form of apple juice, orange juice, mm -hmm. but it's way too much. That's why I tell people, get little Dixie cups, only two to three ounces, and just fill that Dixie cup up, and that's it. If you're gonna drink juice, that's all you should have. Interesting. And, but if you have 12 ounces of juice, guess what? That fructose is gonna cause you to gain weight, and it's gonna mess up your appetite hormones, your leptin and your ghrelin. You, you've got a lot of great meal plans in the book outlining this Quite. specifically. But you also mentioned that a lot of people, like the peppers, you, you, you can't eat a lot of peppers sure. because it triggers your body. If you eat it every day, correct, a lot it of day. it. Right. How do you know what your body can take that may not be necessarily you know, strictly by the book, if you will? Well, very good question. And again, what we do, if a person has autoimmune disease, we find that these people generally react to certain foods. Or, or osteoarthritis. Usually we find people with arthritis, osteoarthritis, or rheumatoid arthritis, autoimmune diseases, usually crave certain foods that inflame their joints that may be he healthy foods for other people. For example, typically nightshades will inflame them. Nightshades are a form of vegetable that is highly inflammatory for certain conditions. About like. for, and these include tomatoes, potatoes, peppers, eggplant, and paprika. So certain people aren't gonna respond well to that. Certain people, if they eat those every day, they're inviting inflammation in their body, especially if they have osteoarthritis or certain autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or lupus. Now also genetically modified foods. Unfortunately, in the 1990s, we started genetically modifying a lot of our foods, especially most of our corn. About 90% of our corn is genetically modified, as well as our soy, cottonseed oil, canola oil, and sugar. 90% of these foods are genetically modified, which make them more inflammatory to our bodies. Mm. And so as a result, since these, since these genetically modified foods have been, in, have been uh, used in the U.S., we have seen an escalation autoimmune disease over the last 20 years. You've been dealing with this a lot. You've dealt with a lot of your patients, right? Absolutely. Kind of give us an idea of maybe how much difference just understanding what we should eat and, and sticking to a meal plan that's, that fits us and that's healthy, how dramatic of a difference can that make based on your experience? Well, based, again, with most, I treat every disease. I treat diseases from type two diabetes, type one diabetes, dementia, Parkinson's, cancer, advanced cancer, and heart disease, cardiovascular disease. Just this past week, I'll give you a, a simple example. A lady came in and she was having some, uh, checked her EKG a year ago, or excuse me, six months ago, and she showed an abnormality on her EKG, where she had had a 50% blockage in her left anterior descending branch of her left coronary artery back about five years ago. She started seeing me just a few years ago. We put her on the anti-inflammatory dietary program and a few key supplements. Now, she, her EKG was abnormal, so I sent her to the cardiologist. He took her to a, through a stress test. It was abnormal. He says, you need a heart cath. So she consented to the heart cath, and they told her, she says, uh, she says, well, I know I've got a blockage in one of my arteries, 50%. They came back and says, no, it's not 50%, it's now 20%. It's wow. gone the other way. It's wow. gone the other way. And, and I've seen this over and over. It starts many times to reverse disease. Mm. I cannot tell you how many type 2 diabetes we've seen reversed. And by reversed, I mean the hemoglobin A1C is less than 5.6. 
And it is amazing how many hypertensives, as well as early dementias. Now, now that's again, fascinating to me. I mean, that the dementia is something we seems to be increasing in our culture. It is increasing, and that's what's scary because over the next uh, 30 years or so, dementia is expected to triple here in the U.S. It is following the obesity and the diabetes mm. epidemic. Mm. And now they're saying dementia is type 3 diabetes. But again, it's the foods. Mm -hmm. Realize that when people have dementia, the first thing I do for them, I take them off the gluten because gluten is highly inflammatory for the brain for so many of my dementia patients. And then I put them on these healthy fats. The brain is about 70% fat. So we need healthy fats for the brain to put out the inflammation. All dementia is, is inflammation in the brain. <laughs> and when we put them on these powerful anti-inflammatory foods, you say such as, such as blueberries, strawberries, Good stuff. walnuts, pecans, mm -hmm. cashews, hazelnuts. It's the, med it's the modified Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. And it puts out the inflammation. And then a few other key things we do. And it's amazing how many people with mild to moderate dementia we've reversed. You know, what's amazing to me is um, you're a very gifted doctor, but you're not a pill pusher. Because most times mm -hmm. when you go to the doctor with something, it just here's this new medication yeah. that's out. Yeah. But, exactly. But and, you're saying uh, yes. God has provided. It's yes. built into our who we are yes. and all around us, our yes. healing. Yes, and, and one thing I have to mention, because so many people I see today come in and they're taking a statin drug to lower their cholesterol. Uh, Crestor, Lipitor, Mevacor, uh, Simvastatin. These statin drugs are also uh, lowering coenzyme Q10 and also hormones. And in many of my patients that are on statin drugs, it's starting to cause memory loss. So again, I use their diet to lower their cholesterol and I use some natural means to lower it. And I get them off this, these statin drugs. Not all of them, now some of them can do fine, but if they have dementia, I would uh, take them off those statin drugs immediately. I put them on coenzyme Q10, which is lowered by the statin drugs, and I lower their cholesterol naturally. And it's really important for so many people with dementia. I'm so grateful you wrote yeah. this book because yeah. if you've been sitting at home trying to take notes <laughs> yeah, of everything right, and think, right. why don't you ask that? This fantastic book, Let Food Be Your Medicine, it's all in here. It's a plan for life. Let's give it to the people that will support the medical missions. What do you think? I think that's a fantastic idea because what we're going to show you, this is our last week of doing this thing with Club Food. And I saw the miracles that can happen through giving very little. Mm. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what we want to give back to you when you help us with this amazing, beautiful opportunity. Would you watch this? So here we are in a, in a barrio in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic. We're in the home of, this is Ingrid. And this is her son, Nelsario. I remember when my son was born, the first thing I did was count every finger, every toe. Just, you know, like any mom, you just want to make sure he's perfect. And for Ingrid, when she looked down at Nelsario's feet, she could tell that something was seriously wrong. Um, the doctors tried to explain to her that, that he had club foot and what she said to me earlier was just the shock of thinking what am I going to do you know what is my boy's future going to look like you know is he going to end up in a wheelchair how can I afford a wheelchair I just think it's every mother's nightmare you just want your kids to be okay you want your kids to be like every other kid and this darling four-year-old boy needs help he needs help 
so that he can live the kind of life that my boy got to live, where he can go out and kick a football and run with the other boys. Um, he just needs our help. I didn't know this. Do you know that one out of every 750 live births, the children have club feet? But the amazing thing is, fixing it is really simple. You know, our darling Nasari will have to wear a plaster cast for a time. Then he'll have to wear braces for a time. But all of those simple things that are non-invasive um, will mean that this boy, this beautiful boy, and this mom, this mom might get to see her son grow up to have a normal life. Hard to watch. You know, I asked Nasario through an interpreter, I said, what's your biggest dream? What would you love to do? And his eyes got really big and he said, I'd love to play baseball. Oh. That's all he wanted. And it's just, and it's not just Nasario. There's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of these children around the world mm -hmm. that are waiting. There's hundreds of mothers on their knees right now. Mm -hmm. And what they want is not the latest iPhone for their child. They're not looking for something like that. All they want is for their child to be able to walk, to run. I asked Nasario, have you ever played in a baseball team? And he said, I showed up once for practice and they wouldn't let me join because mm -hmm. they saw my feet. Mm -hmm. And I just, as a mom, that would have killed me for my son. And the great news is we can do something and it doesn't cost that much, $17 provides what Randy's holding right here, these braces, $17, $34 for two pairs of braces and 68 yes. for, for four. We can do this, people. We can do this. Whatever you can do, you might be able to do a surgery, which is $400, which is still not much. Or even if maybe you're a kid watching, you've probably got 17 bucks tucked away somewhere. Maybe you're saving up for the next big movie. It's probably not gonna be that great. <laughs> This would be great. It would be great. And you know, Sheila, you mentioned that there are hundreds of kids with this need. Mm -hmm. It surprised me when we got into this to find out how many children this did affect. Because you know, here in the United States, we fix it at an early age and it's not a big deal. And the need is big, but for those hundreds and even thousands of kids that need help, I know there's one person watching right now who wants to reach out and help. Do it. Do it, what are you waiting for? This is the last week we're gonna be asking you to do this, but it takes you actually doing something. God's not gonna do it for you. He's waiting on you to do it for Him. So go to the phone, pick up the phone and call the number on the screen. Go to the website, give the best gift you can. Let God lead you. I don't wanna guilt trip you into something. You know, some of you, $17 is a lot, $34 is a lot. Some of you, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's not the amount, it's the obedience. It's that widow's might that is blessed, whether that equals a few cents or maybe $10,000, $15,000 if that's you. Listen to God when he speaks. Do what he says. He loves obedience better than sacrifice. I'm not asking you to sacrifice as much as I'm asking you to obey. We can make a difference. We can change lives. We can give children a future. And Sheila, I wanna ask you, what will it do, not only for the children, but for those mothers that you sat with? I said to those moms, I said, I'm coming back to America. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell our family, um, 
what I'm going to tell them your prayer requests and I know I promise you they're going to respond and and when you do we're also going to send you Don's amazing book Yes. Let food be your medicine. And really, from what I've seen already, this is going to change your life. Yep. So you change the lives for other children. We're going to send you something that's going to change your life. Children born with birth defects in underdeveloped nations are often overlooked, uncared for, and even abandoned. And for tens of thousands every year born with a condition known as clubfoot, their deformity leads to a struggle to just survive. The good news is there is a simple and life-changing solution. This summer, with your support, Life Outreach will provide 10,000 children with corrective braces that will give them a chance to walk like any normal child. With a cost of $17 per brace, your gift of $34 will help provide two children with corrective braces, $68 will provide for four children, and $102 will help give six children braces and the opportunity to walk. And for children with a much more severe need, gifts of $400, $800 or even $1,200 will help provide life-changing corrective surgery for one, two, or three children in need. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Beth Moore's devotional, Blessed Mornings and Restful Nights. With your gift of $102 or more to provide six children with corrective braces, you'll also receive the Journal Edition NIV Bible. Finally, with your gift of $1,200 or more, you may receive Majesty, our commemorative bronze sculpture. This summer, join with us to give children hope for a future. Let's give them a chance to walk. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I know it's very much on the heart of James and Betty. If they see anyone, anyone around the world who's hurting, their immediate response is we want to do something. We want boys, whether they're two months old or six years old, to be able to go out and run and play. We can fix this really quickly, but we need you to stand with us. Would you do that? Would you go to lifetoday.org and make the best possible gift you can, even just in honor of your children who can run and play, or your grandchildren? It's such an encouragement when you call and say, hey, listen, I'm gonna help, I'm gonna stand with you. Because we want the next time we come back that we can see boys like Darielle and so many other children who need help up and running. Thank you. Do go to the website, do call, we can make a difference. And I am so grateful for you and I'm so grateful for this book. Well, thank you. I want you to get the book. So please ask for it when you call and support the medical mission. We can change lives if you will help us and you can change your life if you will help yourself. Dr. Colbert, thank you for sharing this great information with us. Thank you. And for being with us on today's program. And thank you for joining in with us. Join us again next time on Life Today.
Stay connected with Life Today through your favorite social media sites or visit lifetoday.org where life is always on. You just pray what God's put on your heart for our president and for our nation's leaders. Next week on Life Today, join Louis Giglio and David Green. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.